0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: What's going on, everyone? Nick Filato of the Chris and Nick Show here, joined by my friend Chris Flum to break down the Giants' first round draft pick. The first one selected, Kayvon Thibodeau, the edge out of Oregon. I am ecstatic that the New York Giants found a way to land Thibodeau because if you told me that, Last year at around this time, I would have said, oh, the Giants really sucked. Well, they did really suck, but they weren't the worst team in the league. There were teams that were worse. Giants sat there at five and still were able to land this electric pass rusher. Chris, first, how are you doing today?
2: I am doing well. Finally starting to catch up on some sleep. The sun's shining. Uh, Winter is
1: finally over. And, you know, we've got a whole bunch of new Giants to talk about. We do. And I'm excited, man. I'm I'm still kind of struggling with the sleep, just getting through all the Giants film, watching UDFAs, guys like Yusef <laughs> Corker and stuff like that. But I do believe it's a very exciting time to be a Giant fan right now. And Kayvon Thibodeau is a big reason for that. I was very happy when I heard Sam Prince announce this selection. This is a former five-star recruit out of 1000 Oak High School in California, very widely recruited, Somewhat controversial in the pre draft process. He has a personality. I'm fine with that. And I also love the fact that Joe Shane and Brian Dable in their first year as general manager and head coach had the stones to make this type of selection. Because, Chris, honestly, I don't think a lot of general managers with their first pick would have the wherewithal to make a selection into somebody who was viewed as quote unquote controversial. What are your thoughts on that?
2: You know, I don't think Kayvon Thibodeau would be a giant if Dave Gettleman was still the GM. No, I said this right after Thibodeau hit. Right after he walked out on stage with his new uh, Giants hat, that I was getting some serious Odell vibes from him. Just the way in which he carried himself, the what, the way in which he reacted and interacted with Goodell and Sam and just everybody out there, and it. He is a very self-assured young man he's very self-aware but he is confident i i wouldn't go so far as to say he's cocky because he can back it up on the field and yeah it makes a whole lot of sense to me that his mentor is michael strahan because i can see some similarities there as well but we all saw how uh, let's just say uh players with personality Uh, how they fared under Dave Gettleman. And I don't think he would have gone there with a guy who is as open about who he is as Kayvon Thibodeau was as a draft prospect.
1: I agree. And I actually would say that he is cocky. And I don't necessarily think that is a bad thing. I think you teeter a line on the magnitude of cockiness that you can show. And Kayvon is a very, very, as you said, self-assured young man. And I hope that that translates to the NFL football field. And honestly, dude, why be upset about uh, a defensive player having a lot of confidence in himself and maybe bordering the line of being cocky? That's kind of what you want for a lot of these alpha males out there. And I think Thibodeau proved in college that he can back up the personality that he has. But Chris, let's dive in to what he can offer Don Wink-Martindale scheme, and just some of the things that he showed as an Oregon Duck. If you had to name one trait that Kayvon Thibodeau possesses, which one is your favorite and the one that you're most excited to see translate on Sunday?
2: Explosiveness. Like, right off the bat, Yeah, even when I was going back and doing my work on the Ducks last year for the 2021 draft... Thibodeau's ability off the edge to explode off the ball to accelerate into the backfield gain ground pressure pressure passers disrupt the offense you know pretty much no matter what the play was he was capable of disrupting it and to do all of that with a just lightning first step that just leapt off the tape and that was back a year ago so he has I think in some ways gotten better, even though he didn't quite have the, the season everybody was expecting this past year. I I do believe that that kind of freak ankle injury just getting rolled up in the first game kind of held him back. But when he is right, uh, he is, uh, you said, electric pass rusher. I, I couldn't put it any better than that. I think he's got good technique. I think he's got good play strength. But I think it all starts with that first step, and then he can transfer speed into power. He can use that speed to pressure blockers and use that to set up all of his array of pass rushing moves. And really that is what the giants need. They need to get pressure quickly on defense. You know, how many times last year did we see the defense just completely unable to get off the field in the two minutes before halftime or at the end of a game when they needed to make a stop, for the Giants to win, and they just couldn't do it. They could not get pressure when they needed
1: to. No, they couldn't, and it was wildly frustrating. And you brought up something interesting that I kind of wanted to circle back to, and that's the fact that Kayvon Thibodeau had a quote-unquote down year. Did he, though? You know, because the context is very important here. He rolls his ankle against Fresno State, and I believe he missed two games after that before returning against Arizona. And against Arizona and Stanford, he was— Rather tame Arizona he didn't play all that much returning off the injury but then he followed it up against Cal and UCLA where he had 19 total pressures and four sacks in those two games. He finished the season with 47 pressures and nine sacks according to pro football focus. I still think he had a really productive year and you know you know how in draft Twitter and in the draft sphere I feel like when there is a number one overall prospect it just gets nitpicked through the entire process Kayvon Thibodeau kind of fell victim to that a little bit and everything that you said from a trade standpoint I mean is there somebody in this draft with a better first step definitely not with the compliment of the rest of their game to back it up like maybe Nick Benito was quicker with his first step Arnold Ebicchetti I think there's a conversation there but it's safe to say Kayvon Thibodeau is a much more well-rounded prospect than those two players
2: yeah, the, the only other one who would come close, I would say, was Amari Barno out of Virginia Tech. But he's also 20 pounds lighter than everybody else we're talking about. That uh, The pressure weight from uh, Pro Football Focus, uh, Sports Info Solutions, had Thibodeau at the second highest pressure pre- pressure rate of any edge in this draft, just behind Nick Benito. Uh, was, I believe he was uh, third in quick pressure rate, so pressures in two and a half seconds or less. Yeah, he, super high sack rate. He is just excellent pass rusher who is also a good run defender
1: which is again something else the Giants need (laughs) and that's something else we can go into in a little bit but as a pass rusher because you brought up this up a little bit obviously he has the first step so what does that mean he can win around the edge of offensive tackles at the 45 at a jump set at a vertical set and he always keeps tackles guessing because he has those inside counter moves and the suddenness to convert not just speed to power which he does really well with low leverage and excellent i would say good hand usage there's probably a little bit i think he can grow on in terms of stringing his moves together which we saw a little bit more in 2021 than we did in 2020 but he has the ability to work back inside he got a couple of those 2021 sacks working back inside through the inside shoulder of some of these offensive tackles you stress up vertically a bunch of different times you just keep forcing that offensive tackle to set vertically and then you keep trying to attempting to flatten at the top of your pass rushing arc, something I feel like Kayvon Thibodeau doesn't do excellently. If I'm going to be real. But then you hit him with the inside move on what the fifth or sixth rep and that offensive tackle. You know, we're all humans. He's going to be anticipating that pass rush, that speed pass rush up the arc. And I felt like Kayvon Thibodeau did a really good job varying his direction and then adjusting his path to make offensive tackles pay for oversetting. And that's something I feel like is going to be translatable in the NFL.
2: Yeah, if I remember right, he got Sean Ryan on one of those inside moves uh, when they played uh, UCLA. Now, Ryan will probably wind up inside at a guard. That is not a fair <laughs> athletic matchup, but uh, the fact that he has uh, the football IQ to uh, understand how to rush with a plan and how to set uh, how to set blockers up and train them to expect certain moves in certain situations and then change it up himself. Yeah. That is honestly a veteran trait. You know, spoke about Michael Strahan mentoring him. That's a thing. Stray was excellent at like he always had a plan. He was a chess player out there on the edge and especially towards, towards the end of his career. That is how he won a lot. You know, he did shed weight to get faster, more athletic, but he really won in between the ears before he went out on the field.
1: Yes, he did. I'm very, very excited to see what Kayvon Thibodeau can do and develop his pass rush plan and develop on the things that he can work on. So when you were watching his film, because this was a critique of his in the pre-draft process, and I saw it as well, I did feel like there were times where he got up to the top of the pass rushing arc and he went to bend through contact. And there were times where he was able to, but then there were other times where he couldn't really flatten that ankle and really keep his balance and then swivel his hips into the pocket to, to go and target the quarterback. Did you see maybe a little bit of ankle flexion stiffness there? Because I thought I saw a little bit of it, if we're getting a little nitpicky here.
2: Yeah, I, de- I definitely did. I In fact, I have it down in my notes as you know, the two – and in my, in my scouting reports, I have the best traits and then the worst traits – Worst traits aren't necessarily bad. It's just relative to their good traits. These are the traits that aren't as good. And with Thibodeau, it's length. He does have 33 inch arms. That's not the 34, 35 inch you know vines that some pass rushers like the Trevon Walker have. And then my other one is inconsistent ankle flexibility. You know, there were some instances where it was almost like he was he had to try to corner on his toes almost because he couldn't uh, just flex his ankle laterally to bend around the bend around the arc. Like you say, you know, I don't know how much of that was the injury. Cause I, I'm not, I don't recall off the top of my head when I noticed that that could have been in some of the earlier tape when he just got back from the injury, or it could also have been, yeah, you know, something Mark Schofield noted to us that there are times where Thibodeau doesn't exactly put himself in the best situations where he doesn't set himself up as well as he could with his pass rushing moves where, you know, he's trying to flatten, but his move also kind of gives him a bit of a high center of gravity. So there's conflict there. So that could be something he could work on with technique because there are instances where he can get parallel to the ground, where he can get low and carry speed around the edge, but it, it, it isn't something that happens all the time.
1: Yeah, and I I don't question his ability to win high side either. I just think it's something that should be noted because whenever the tackle does play that speed rush well and he's able to kind of match and mirror Kayvon Thibodeau's set and if he can apply any pressure then it might be a little bit more difficult for Thibodeau to bend through that contact when he's attempting to get those hips flipped into the pocket so it's just something to note but other than that man I love his long arm I love the leverage that he plays with hips are very very low honestly I thought his arms were a lot longer than 33 inches when I watched his tape just because he uses every centimeter of his arm length to lock these offensive linemen out and we even really touched too much on his edge setting ability and the impact that he can have as a run defender. Cause this guy is an excellent pass rusher and he still has room to develop to become even a better pass rusher, but he's already a great run defender as well. And he has the ability to drop into coverage. So wink Martindale is going to have a ton of fun with a player like Kayvon Thibodeau.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I'm not going to say he's a better run defender run defender than Aiden Hutchinson, but I don't think he's worse either. Yeah, you know, there were instances where I was legitimately surprised at how Thibodeau was able to set an edge, to play off blocks, to shed blockers, and make plays out on the edge. Which, you know, Aziz, Oz- Aziz ojalari had a great season for a rookie last year. You know, he might not have been dominant. Uh, yeah, he kind of faded into the background a little bit with Micah Parsons doing his thing down in Dallas, which it, that hurt. But, you know, the one thing that Aziz didn't do great was set a firm edge in run defense. And the Giants really did suffer with outside runs. Like there were, there was always yardage to be gained for teams that could run effectively to the outside against the Giants. And, you know, hopefully having Thibodeau there will shut at least half of that down
1: yeah I hope so I mean that big run that was sprung by Melvin Gordon in week one was with Aziz Ojolari kind of getting washed down the line of scrimmage which put which put more stress on the second-level defenders that couldn't execute that tackle. And I would agree. I think Kayvon Thibodeau is going to step in and be a a better run defender than someone like Aziz O'Jolari. There's a certain spring in Kayvon's step. Like when tight ends try to block him, you could see him explode low to high with good pop in his hands. When tackles go to block him, he sets that edge. One thing I did notice is he got a little greedy sometimes which isn't a bad thing it's very very correctable but there were times where he was the contained defender the end man on the line of scrimmage and he went to set the edge and then the running back would have the handoff he would keep the b gap narrow but then he would try to close it right as the running back was going into it. he would try to time it up well and that allowed the running backs these patient running backs these running backs with good vision to bounce outside and then there was no one to kind of keep that running back contained i saw that he got a little bit undisciplined there but i'll accept that because it's coachable, and it's also just Kayvon Tipnoe trying to get a tackle for a loss rather than allowing a three-yard gain. So you can call him greedy in that situation, and I can understand why that should be corrected, but it was something that I did notice on his film. Not too worried about it, but I wanted to bring it up.
2: Yeah, I kind of wonder how much of that is just knowing he is the best player on his defense. And I don't want to say not trusting his teammates, mm. because I'm sure he did, tr- he did trust his teammates to do their jobs, but... You know, when you know you're the best guy out there, it it kind of falls to you to try to do too much, to try to do everything yourself. And, you know, a tackle for a loss is definitely better than a short gain. And yeah, when you have the kind of ability that Thibodeau does, I can't blame him too much for, like you say, get, getting greedy, maybe being a little bit overly aggressive. Yeah, hopefully that's something the Giants can rein in. I don't want them to temper it too much because you know, it, this team, the defense and the team as a whole need an edge to them. You know, that's something they haven't had for a while is that kind of hard edge that we got used to seeing from the Giants where they would show up and really try to take it to the other team, take it to them on offense and take it to them on defense. And I want them to get that back.
1: And I think they're going to get that back. I think that's what the Giants' new regime is is moving towards, not necessarily purposely. They're just not going to shy away from personalities like Thibodeau. And before, Chris, we get into his fit in Wink-Martindale's system, which, let's be honest, Kavon Thibodeau can fit in a lot of different systems, I wanted to ask you about something that was concerning to many through the pre-draft process, and that was Thibodeau's, quote-unquote, desire and effort. Look, I've heard people that I really respect in this industry who are big media personalities, the Todd McShays and the Daniel Jeremiah's, say that Thibodeau didn't always put forth full effort throughout his tape. I've watched a lot of Kayvon Thibodeau. I don't have access to all the tape. I never saw that. I actually saw the contrary. I saw him kind of making plays from the backside and chasing running backs all the way across the field to – in an attempt to to just get them out of bounds when he didn't necessarily have to. So maybe there's tape out there that shows Kayvon Thibodeau dogging it. I've never seen that. I've been clear about this way before the New York Giants drafted Kayvon Thibodeau. I kind of thought it was somewhat of a bogus and erroneous report or whatever you want to call it, just because Kayvon Thibodeau went on the Joel Klatt show in January and and said some things that rubbed people in the league the wrong way. And it kind of like was a I don't want to say a character assassination but it did seem like a lot of people were piling on to Thibodeau but I never saw the film that substantiated all the things that a lot of people I respect said did you
2: yeah no I I didn't see anything like that either if I did I would have noted it and on the con side of my grading sheet under competitive toughness that is completely blank on the other side I've got Gives consistent effort. He is willing and able to fight through multiple blocks, multiple blockers. And he is aggressive in big moments, which is something we talked about you know, just before this it, that can occasionally bleed over into over-aggressiveness. But I didn't see him dog it. I didn't see his motor really wind
1: down at all. No, neither did I. And like I, I've seen just plenty of plays of him being the backside, like four-eye technique. And then at the end of the play, he's all the way on the other side of the field by the numbers attempting to make a tackle. So I just always thought that was a little bit erroneous, but people have more access to film than we do. So I don't know, maybe they saw it. But let's transition, Chris. Let's get off that negative point that may or may not be true and discuss Kayvon Thibodeau's fit here and Don wink Martindale scheme. This is a an interesting and exciting time to be a New York Giant fan with the new regime coming into place, the Giants getting Kayvon Thibodeau, Evan Neal. And then I honestly think a low-key, exciting thing that the Giants did. is it's not even really low-key, because I did love Patrick Graham as well, but is finding Wink Martindale to be their defensive coordinator and bringing him in, because he runs one of the most electric and exciting defenses in terms of, I'm going to dictate what the offense is going to do by pressuring them and putting them on their toes. How do you think Thibodeau is going to fit into this system? Uh I said, I just said he was the best player on Oregon's defense.
2: I expect him to come in and his job is to be the best player on the Giants defense. Uh, His first job will be to rush into the backfield and disrupt plays, get quarterbacks on their butt or, or on their face. You know, if he happens to be rushing from the blind side, gets them from the back, that's fine too. As long as the quarterback is down on the ground, Uh, hit the pretty boys is his job. But then, you know, he's going to be setting that hard edge, helping to defend the run and you know really when it comes to a player like Kayvon Thibodeau I, I kind of feel like if if you have a defense in which he doesn't fit you need to re-examine your defensive scheme because pretty much anyone should be able to fit him in and get production out of him and really have him thrive because he is that versatile you know we you just talked about how Martindale loves to scheme up pressure scheme up free rushes exotic, exotic blitzes have pressure come from really unexpected angles and places in the defense and Thibodeau can he can help facilitate that and he can benefit from it immensely you know I don't think offenses are going to ignore him but if Martindale can scheme him just a one-on-one block with a tight end that's a win right there. That, that's a win.
1: And Thibodeau hits the ground running in the NFL. There's going to be a lot of offenses that may slide protection towards him, and you know Wink Martindale is going to exploit that because if you're sliding protection towards Thibodeau, that means you're going to see extra rushers that are well-disguised pre-snap coming from the opposite side to create those two-versus-one situations that he did so often throughout his time as the Ravens defensive coordinator. And that's going to lead to sacks for guys like Quincy Roche, for guys like Aziz Ojolari. And when you haven't even brought up Leonard Williams, who is still a very good pass rusher on the interior. Yeah, I feel like people are like, yeah, he's not Aaron Donald. You know, no one is freaking Aaron Donald. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron Aaron Donald Donald is
2: a mutant. We can just stop comparing anyone to him. Exactly.
1: Uh, And Leonard Williams, Chris, he's never played with somebody like Kayvon Thibodeau. He's never had a teammate like that. He didn't have a teammate like that with the Jets, and he's never had a teammate like that with the Giants. So I'm excited to see how the trio of Williams, Ojalari and Thibodeau are used with the defensive coordinator who is very, very aggressive. You're going to see sacks from the secondary. Dane Belton's going to have multiple sacks. Guys like Darnay Holmes, if he can find the field, will have sacks. And that's not even considering really, really good athletes who are unproven like the Ellerson Smiths of the world. Quincy Roche had a good year last year. Can he build on that? I just feel like... Right now, it's, it's very exciting from a Giants pass rush standpoint, and I don't remember the last time I felt this way. I guess it was when the Giants went out and signed Olivier Vernon, brought in Snacks Harrison, and gave JPP that contract. Yeah, that, that's actually what I was thinking of is 2016,
2: when the Giants brought in Vernon, Snacks, Jack Rabbit, and they had JPP, who was finally you know healthy, can't say over his fireworks accident but he was functional again and you know just as an aside one of the if there is a silver lining to that accident he had that terrible accident it did force him to really concentrate on learning his technique because you know jpp didn't have great technique before that accident he basically just depended on being a big, long, powerful, quick athletic freak. And that was, that worked for him, but you know, the rest is kind of history. And this is kind of how I feel now with Martindale comparing to getting Spags back in the fold, another hyper aggressive defensive coordinator who loves to blitz and I think the Giants do still have some work to do, getting Martindale the pieces to run his defense the way it should be run. But they've got the pieces on the defensive front at the edge position now to give him really good pass rushers. And, you know, one thing we kind of glossed over a little bit is that Thibodeau can drop into space. You know, you don't want him covering a whole lot. You know, that's not his best trait. That's not what he is supposed to do. But he can get good depth and zone drops. He does have the athleticism. You know that he's got that four five forty where he could run with a tight end if he had to, and he's got pretty good awareness, pretty good movement skills. So if you've got teams sliding cover, sliding blockers his way, then all of a sudden he drops into coverage. You've got a tackle and a tight end, or a tackle and a pulling guard, co- blocking nobody. And then you could have Dane Belton and Aziz Ojalari and Quincy Roche all rushing from the other side.
1: And that's what we're going to see. You know the Giants are going to see that. If Thibodeau can prove early in his NFL career that he can get pressure and come up with sacks in some big time situations. And I'm really excited to watch it all, man. And All that fluidity in space that you just alluded to, it's going to be used by Wink Martindale. And I agree, rushing Thibodeau is the best thing, but deception is also something that can assist the New York Giants in winning. And I also agree with you, Chris, and it's a little bit concerning. I don't know what the Giants secondary is going to look like come week one. We know Wink Martindale needs a strong secondary to hold up on the back end of man coverage. So, that is one thing that gives me a little bit of reservation about the defense. But all in all, bro, I'm really excited.
2: Yeah. They, I think cautious optimism is kind of the feeling here where they're going to be aggressive. They will get sacks. I am sure they will get sacks. They will get production out of Thibodeau. He is going to be fun to watch. Uh, I have a feeling, like you, if the secondary isn't up to hold up to backing up Martindale's blitz schemes, they're gonna get burned. Yeah, you know, that's just a thing we shouldn't be surprised by. Don't wanna see it, but it's a thing that could happen, and we need to understand that right now. Yeah, this is the first year of a pretty dramatic rebuild for the Giants, and it's gonna take time to get all the pieces in place, but they've got a pretty damn good foundational piece in Thibodeau.
1: They got a lot of foundational pieces, I feel like. Well, now, now you look at some of the blue chip talent that they have with Evan Neal, Kayvon Thibodeau, you have Xavier McKinney still. There's a lot of young players, obviously Andrew Thomas, Zizo Jalari, Aaron Robinson, hopefully hopefully they can all come together. But Chris, do you have anything else for the listeners? You know, I think we're pretty good. I just want to say uh, happy
2: Mother's Day to all the mothers out there who happen to be listening to us.
1: Yes, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to the Chris and Nick show here on Big Blue View Radio. Please head on over to Big Blue View and check out the film breakdowns and all the other excellent content we have over at bigblueview.com covering these draft picks and the New York football giants. Take care, everybody. Have a happy Mother's Day and be nice to each other.
0: More to dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder.